Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. My name is Tim May. I'm uh, ordained in the Anglican Church. I live in Bethnal Green. I don't necessarily look what people's expectations of a vicar might be, so have little jarring moments where people are surprised and what about like at a party what happens when you you introduce yourself you say what you do I guess a lot of my friends are just normal youngish Londoners so I was at a party recently and loads of people it was like a standard party so people doing drugs got offered some coke and said no and then they're like oh you can't offer him coke he's a vicar and um and then it's just a point of interest and it's like I'm totally, I've spent my life like in that kind of environment. I partied pretty hard when I was younger myself. And so nothing like that phases me. And I'm just totally used to the intrigue. As soon as you you say I'm a vicar, people are going to react in one way or another. It's not, it's very rarely neutral. Although there is also that British sensibility that just some people just like literally can see the tiny bits of panic in their eye and then they just back towards the wall and like get me out of here. Um, but normally people, if they're a bit more confident, will say what they think, either they love it or they hate it. So I think what's different about this generation is that a lot of the assumptions that previous generations have had have now gone. So actually, this generation is having to start from scratch with the story that we find ourselves in and start from scratch with its, with the, with really like there are no assumptions about what Christianity is. I think over the 20th century, the idea of religious affiliation became thinner and thinner and cracked and cracked. And what it left it was a great space. And what that's been filled with are passionate, over the top, some would say, Christians that so think that their relationship to Jesus is the defining part of their life, that it should affect everything they do. And it feels much more like joining a revolution than having some affiliation to a club. It's much more vital, it's much more immediate. I'm Chris Lawson-Jones. I've worked in Christian music for over 15 years. I've seen it grow and grow in the face of the great music industry recession. I believe we're entering a new era of Christian music. Something's brewing. With Stormzy, Chance the Rapper, Bieber and many others drawing on Christianity for inspiration. And with this stuff I'm hearing coming through now, I'm convinced the Christian world is making the kind of music that's truly exceptional. What if there was a label for this music? What sub-pop was for grunge in Seattle? What Ministry of Sound was for dance in London? What Motown was for, well... Motown. That's a big ambition, isn't it? It is, but I've got eight months to find out. Eight months where I'm going to be taking this new label, running club records, 
from a pipe dream to a first single. Previously on Running Club Records. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on with all this music and I get sent this band harmonica movement. Yeah, we were across this in WWJD bands. Have you heard of them before? <laughs> no, we, no, not so much, no. I think the music talks for itself and we never want to be cliche Christian. We just want to be ourselves. I think a big question for you guys moving forward will be if this goes really well, who's ready to quit their jobs and like do this full time? You know, because some, because everybody's got jobs, everyone's got families. Everyone's up in Aberdeen. Like, what's that going to look like if this goes really well? I think that'd be the biggest question for you guys in the next year. So, Chris, I've been talking to a few people who have some concerns. I'm trying to balance, like, my two hats of of kind of being a, a consultant to running club and just this really heading home personally. So, Chris, you'll recognize that voice. That's John T. And I know his opinion means a lot to you because... As you mentioned, he's pretty much the target audience. He's young, creative. He's your modern British Christian. I don't know. I yeah. I I hope that Running Club can be something that leads and that isn't. And, I, and I'm not criticizing, or and I'm not pretending that I know your challenges better than you do. And I mean, I, I want to come on board with with where you are and I really want to support your vision and not make it my own but I've listened to the harmonica movement and I I couldn't get excited about them I mean we're putting ourselves out there as a as a label who can possibly answer that question that a lot of people have of like I'm I'm sick of middle of the road Christian music and I don't feel like that's an answer so is this hard to hear it is and it isn't because Music is subjective and I kind of am into the idea of having what we would call Marmite music. You know, people, some people love it, some people hate it. But if uh, there are lots more people who have the same impression as John T, then that's going to make it very challenging to move this band forward. I'm afraid the concerns don't end there. <laughs> okay. So there's this band called Age. It's fronted by these two musicians, Gavin and Jen, and they've got this really great sound. It's kind of art rock, indie uh, that you'd find on Domino Records, XL or DFA. And, you know, very much the kind of sound that Running Club would be very interested in. They happen to be Christians. So I did some scouting for you, poked around, and I asked Gavin his thoughts on the Christian music scene. So help me understand something. This is a really stupid question, but I think it just needs to be asked. If you're a Christian and you play in a band, does that mean you play in a Christian band? I I really don't think it does. I don't think I've ever thought about overtly or not overtly singing about my faith and I'm not trying to be I don't know I'm not trying to be standoffish about the question but I've just genuinely never considered that I think if I look back in at, at some of the songs I've written 
there's definitely moments where I'm talking to God or there's definitely moments where I'm thinking and speaking into things that have been informed by my faith. Um, but there's just never been a desire to proselytize or evangelize or bring a, a message in that way. And is there something about a Christian label putting out Christian records for a Christian audience that makes you uncomfortable? No, actually, I thought about that. I thought about that a bit today. I'm just like, absolutely, go for it. But don't compare it to what it's like to be an artist in the real world, going up against Pitchfork and other artists who are really, who aren't kind of getting into a label by virtue of writing Christian music. So for you, would you sign to Running Club? Um, I don't don't know if I would, I wouldn't. Um, I probably would be reticent signing to a label that was only for Christian artists because I just that's not the expression of Christianity that excites me I don't think it's wrong it just doesn't excite me I want my faith to be and and when I say my faith almost my relationship with God I want it to to travel through every every part of my life so it's not really about whether I want God in or out of my professional music career I kind of want him in the center of it and I talk to him about it all the time like just getting off the phone to a solicitor just now about a deal to do with music I I prayed before I went into that so it's not really about God you're allowed into this part of my life and not that so so what are your thoughts yeah I I can understand where he's coming from and it is a challenge because there isn't an aspirational Christian space like I understand that people can't necessarily wrap their heads around it and it might also be impossible, I don't know. But that's part of the challenge for Running Club, to, to become a place where people want to be, where which, what people want to be a part of. I'd love to know what Pitchfork think about. I'd love to know what some of these music critics think about the music that comes from Running Club, good or good, bad or ugly. Bring it on. Like this is this is what I'm talking about. Let's let's get out there. Let's see what it's like out there and get away from the two planets. It wasn't all bad news. It might not be for Gavin personally, but so I think it will totally work. I think that's a huge market. I can see it being massively successful. I think a lot of Christian music is stuck in this Coldplay YouTube feedback loop from like 20 years ago. No one's worked out that there's all this other music out there. So they do kind of guitar songs with lots of kind of delay on the guitar. And yeah, Coldplay, basically just Coldplay song after Coldplay song. What I'm not excited about is just signing Christian artists. I think it's much more about what about a record label? that was ethical, that actually developed artists. So right now in the music industry, artists are getting dropped left, right and centre. They're getting pulled into 360 record deals, which means all their money is exploited. If they don't do well on record sales or publishing on the first round, they're dropped. There's like a huge lack of development. And I think, and also some very unfair splits um, in kind of writing and publishing proceeds. So like, I think to be an amazing Christian label, it's not about having Christian artists. It's about treating artists in a way that contains Christian, that's immersed in Christian values. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, Jesus. Lord, I want to thank you for all that you're doing in and through me at the moment, particularly with this opportunity to bring Running Club into the world. I'm really aware of my own humanity this morning and that this is something that I can't do in my strength alone. So I'm asking that you would fill me with your spirit, you would bless what we're doing, you would lead and guide, you would give me wisdom, courage, and a sense of the right thing to do as we, as we roll this out. In Jesus' name, amen. We're about five or six months away from launching we don't have any bands at the moment. We do have one band on a development deal who are proving to be dividing opinion. We don't have a website. We don't have any social media channels. And I've just got off the phone where I found out that my bosses don't exactly know what it is that we're trying to do. So we've got some work cut out for us. You know, I know this is like a really hard time for you in these early stages when there's a lot of uncertainty and I'm curious how much of a support system your faith is for you. Well I believe that this project this record company is the culmination of a lot of things that I have felt called to as an individual over the years and so over the years I've seen some things that I just think are God things. I can't explain it. It's just something that became familiar to me over the years. And this is one of those things. So until you feel like 
God himself is kind of shutting the door on it. You just keep going in faith that it will materialize in vaguely the way that you've imagined it. But like with anything that's new, there's a lot of uncertainty and I just have to trust that this is the right thing to be sticking my neck out on. It also helps me have perspective that Running Club Records is not about me. It's something I'm doing to help as part of something bigger. And ultimately, I am not going to be a success or failure. This might be a success or failure, but I'm not going to be a success or failure. So I need to take you back a little while because there's a part of the story I haven't told you. There's this band in Manchester called Rivers and Robots and it was discovering them and their music, what they were all about, that really convinced me that we needed to start a new label. They're really an amazing group of guys. They're kind of an anomaly on the music scene. They started in with one guy, Jonathan, the lead singer. I think he was a teenager, actually, when he started making demos in his bedroom and just uploading them to the internet and finding that people were really into it. So he gets some guys together, they form the band, they start playing, they put an album up online and 25,000 people download it overnight. So suddenly they've got fans in all four corners of the world and they're still operating out of like a basement in Manchester. And so this thing just started to grow, their band, and uh, they've been trying to do it all on their own up until now. They've never really had to, like, promote themselves. They just get emails from people in Denmark, Brazil, Costa Rica, Japan, Australia, uh, all over America, saying, when are you coming to our town to play? Like, we love your music. When are you coming? We need you here. And so they just sort of gather up all these emails every now and then and figure out where they can go and play to just to try and sort of satisfy some of this hunger for who they are and their music. So I'm just looking them up on Spotify. Like these guys have millions of hits. Yeah, there is something special about them. You could call it God's calling. You could call it anointing, which is another kind of unique christian term which just means that like they have the blessing of god on them and their music and yeah i mean some bands try their whole life to get as much momentum and traction as they've got without really doing much more than making music and putting it up online now they work really hard but i'm saying that there's no way that the sum of their actions could result in the kind of connection and popularity they've already found around the world. I mean, do you believe that they have an anointing? Yeah. Even, even I'm, maybe even I believe. <laughs> what can you see in them that's different? I mean, if you put them in front of me, I wouldn't say they have a raw anointing. When you show me the numbers, and and I truly believe that they have done nothing to market themselves and put themselves out there, and yet they've got millions of people coming to them. Maybe that is anointing. It's certainly, you know, I've seen people put themselves out there and get five followers. So it's some, it, maybe it's something. It's got to be something, right? Hi, I'm uh, Nathan and I play bass for Rivers and Robots. Hi, I'm Jonathan, uh, the lead singer and guitar slash keys player from Rivers and Robots. 
I'd say we're, we're all very similar. I mean, we've all come from slightly different backgrounds. Um, I've come from more of a Pentecostal background. Yeah, we're all from different um, kind of church expressions, but generally I think we're pretty um, similar on the core things and, and that's that's been really good. Uh, I grew up in church. My dad was a church leader and uh, I've just kind of grown up in that background and uh, been involved in the worship band, playing guitar and that kind of thing. And then um, I kind of... Living in Manchester, I got to see loads of gigs and live music all the time, and like it's a big music city, so um, I would go and see live gigs with my dad like every week. And so, like some of my favourites to go to were like Bonnie Vare and Fleet Foxes and Sufjan Stevens. And I was seeing like growing up in church and going to a lot of different conferences and that kind of thing. Like most of the time, we're singing the same songs because they're like church songs that we all share, and so it kind of all became very similar, which makes sense in the church context. But I wanted to see like what would it look like to explore that kind of creativity and make the kind of music that is more natural to me. Like, I don't naturally write the big church singable hit. I like more kind of indie music and electronic music. And so it was just kind of came out of that curiosity, really, of, like, what would happen if I take these, like, hymns and stuff that I've grown up listening to and these kind of songs, but musically do it in a completely different way. So I think I grew up knowing a lot about God and hearing all the stories and, like, I had the kind of upbringing of, like, a church kid. But So I think up until that point, I've been just going to church on a Sunday because it seemed like a good thing and... Um, it was really when I was a teenager, I was like, okay, like, I believe God's real and I know like about him, but I actually want to like know him and people talk about like having a relationship with God. And I was like, what does that mean? And I want to like, explore that for myself. And that's where it kind of like became not just a child faith, but like becoming an adult and like, I actually want to live like this. And it's kind of that thing of like, it either means everything or it's nothing. And like, I just decided like, well, this is everything. So this is what I'm going to live for. I was I was brought up with my dad who was very passionate about the things of God and um when he was a, a child his dad committed suicide and and then when he was a teenager his mum died from a heart attack. Um so for him it was quite an unstable time. Um and I guess he was kind of lashing out on life by experimenting with drugs and uh getting up to bad things and all that kind of stuff. And then he um, was invited to a church meeting by a, a hippie that he was friends with who just recently converted to Christianity. I guess it was just a thing that was going on at the time of um, a lot of people searching for truth and for meaning in life and I, I guess um, that's how my dad found, found God really. So I guess for me it was it was an interesting experience because I'm hearing all these stories of how my dad had had this radical encounter with God and his whole life had changed. Um, but I'd never really experienced any of that. Um, so, um, and I realised for myself, like, um, if I was going to live as a Christian in, in my adult years, um, I needed to um, have some kind of personal experience of God myself. Um, otherwise, well, it's not, it's, it'd just be, you know, the form of Christianity, but maybe not really be real or true. Um, so I remember I was in my room when I was about 16 and I just I just prayed to God and, and just brought these things to God really and said, um I need to encounter you for myself personally if I'm going to live this life. Um, and it's kind of hard to describe what happened really, but probably over about a three-month period, I'd say I had this um, kind of encounter with God where I would come home from college and just be praying these kind of prayers and just feeling the Lord 
meet me in that in that place and I'd, I would feel the presence of God in my room. Um, quite hard to describe that. Um, but after three months of every night coming home and, and having these encounters with God, that, that was enough for me. Um, so then I started um, getting into the Bible. So I read it from front to back and then uh, just began to just pray honest prayers to him about, um, you know, if you're real, um, reveal yourself. If um, there's things on your heart, um, would you put those on my heart and that kind of thing? And I guess from that, just being honest um, with God, um, that's probably where my personal walk really began, I think, probably when I was about 16. Um, Yeah, I guess um, with the band, um, we want to write songs about God, I guess, and and we're a worship band, so we point towards God. So the songs are generally more about him than they are about maybe problems that we're facing or personal issues. So I guess that's one big value is the songs are about God. One of the big defining things for us is just creativity and that being like a big part of what we do from everything from the music to the visuals like we believe that God is a creator and he the way he made us is to be creative people and like it's actually a form of like honoring God when we use creativity and we're like trying to be artistic and express things in that way and like we think he cares about that stuff and we're not just supposed to make the same boring songs and <laughs> same boring videos all the time but like actually push out and be creative so everything that we do music visual all of it we just we want it to have that creative feel and that to kind of like pour out of it as the producer of the running club records podcast i've been meeting with rivers and robots over the past few months and when i but when i first met them i couldn't help but ask that one defining question for this record label can christian music be cool yeah (laughs) totally yeah yeah i think christian music can definitely be cool i mean this is one of the things I was saying about authenticity as well is like we're seeing this move from like not just a big worship concert festival type thing, but like people just getting an acoustic guitar in a living room and just singing and like it's just real and like <laughs> authentic and people just expressing stuff that like, hey, people might not sing this on a Sunday morning, but they can listen to it in the car and it's like different styles and there's so much creativity coming out now. It's like really exciting to be a part of it. So. Yeah, I don't I don't like the term Christian music so much. It's just let's just be music. Look musical. <laughs> so, yeah, they're they there's something special. There, there's something unique about them and the way that people connect with their music. But they, up until this point, have said explicitly we want to be an independent band. So there's no guarantee that they're going to sign that they would like Running Club to help them. Next time on Running Club Records. So you may know Nashville as the home of American country music, where it's also a really big player in Christian music. All of the major US Christian labels have their HQ there. And I have this opportunity to take some of these guys out there to a big songwriting conference where they'll be mixing with people who are way more experienced, way more established than them. 
And it's going to be really interesting taking these guys into that environment because if they're going to fulfill their potential, then the people in Nashville need to get it. Nashville is going to be really interesting in the sense that it's like boot camp for these guys. Like, are they going to come through the other side winning? This episode of Running Club Records was produced by me, Lily Ames. Sound design was by Ned Porter, and consultation was provided by John T. Herman and Gavin Haynes. And if you're liking the podcast, you can follow the story in real time online. Follow Running Club Records on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check them out at runningclubrecords.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.